Welcome to Parent Q Live. I'm Kerry Newhoff, and this is the podcast where every month we try to help you do family better. Now, as a parent, my guess is you're trying to create a rhythm in your home to try to be intentional about how you use your time as a family. I've, I've done that over all the years, my years as a parent. Um, but here's what I've discovered. There's a lot of things that just kind of throw you off, aren't there? They interrupt your rhythm. And if you have too many of them, it's really hard to get back. Uh, I mean, the urgent is always crowding out the important. Um, you get unexpected phone calls, events happen. Um, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Your kids wake up on the wrong side of the bed. And I mean, it really throws you off your rhythm. Let, let me go back a few years and tell you about when my youngest son, Sam, was five. Um, I was responsible for getting him off to school. Our kids walked to school at that point, and all I had to do was get him out the door to kindergarten. So um, it was a cool spring day. I said, hey, put on your red jacket. Now, I knew in the back of my mind he didn't like his coat, and normally uh, we don't absolutely insist our kids wear certain clothes, but I had said, hey, put on your red coat, and... We were trying to fly out the door, told him to put it on, but in that moment, and maybe you've had a moment like that as a parent, or maybe you just had one like that today, um, he looked right at me, straight in the eye, and said, uncharacteristically, in a loud voice, no. And all of a sudden, it wasn't about the code anymore. Um, it was about respect. It was about me being a dad, him being five years old, and me deciding whether in the name of getting to my meeting, I was going to let him have his way or not. So what happened next? You've been there. 45-minute battle over a coat ensued. He said no. I said yes. He screamed no. I yelled yes. Um, I won. <laughs> but man, I was exhausted in the end. And now we joke about it and it's, it's funny. But at the time, you know what it was? It was a really bad day. And you have enough of those in a row and you end up with no game left as a parent. You're not thriving. You're surviving. You don't have the energy left really to pray with your kids, to read Bible stories to your kids, unless you're going to lecture them with them, or to really engage your kids. Um, and bad days, let's face it, are just kind of inevitable in parenting. Uh, you, and they don't even have to spring from your kids' moods. You can have a great day with your kids, but somebody sent you a note that set you off. You got a text message that bothered you. You Unexpected bad news poured in. You, you had conflict maybe with your spouse or with a teammate at work, or maybe you just woke up on the wrong side of bed. You know, it happens. And you have enough bad days, and here's what happens to me. You end up saying things you'll end up regretting. Um, you take out your frustrations on the people around you, and sometimes if you're in a prolonged season, your marriage is going to suffer. So the question I want to pose today is how do you deal with a bad day? particularly when it really interrupts the rhythm that you're trying to establish as having a peaceful home, a godly home, a good home. I mean, how do you deal with it? Well, over the years, I sat down and thought about this a few months ago, and I came up with six strategies that I've learned to use that help me with a bad day. So here we go. If you got your notebook, that's fine. If not, just hopefully some of these help, but they help me. Number one, ask yourself, and, and, and this one is kind of tongue-in-cheek, but not really. Ask yourself, what would an emotionally intelligent person do? 
Well, you see, <laughs> I don't think I'm the most emotionally intelligent person, so sometimes I just have to say to myself, okay, if I was emotionally intelligent, what would I do on a day like this? See, emotional intelligence is all about developing a self-awareness of how your attitudes and your actions impact other people and leveraging that to further the team and others. As Daniel Goleman points out in his classic book, Emotional Intelligence, emotionally intelligent people rarely let their state of mind bring other people down. So just because I'm having a bad day doesn't mean everybody else has to have a bad day. They've developed behaviors that compensate for their emotional state so they don't drag other people down with them. So quite literally, on my worst day, here's what I've learned to ask myself. What would an emotionally intelligent person or an emotionally intelligent father do? And then I try to imagine what a reasonable person would do, and then I do everything in my power to try to do it. Try it. It, it actually works. It works at home, works at work. Try to figure that out. Works in your marriage. Number two. Second thing, don't act on your emotions. Don't act on your emotions. Now, this is, especially if you're an emotional person, it is a bad mistake to act on your emotions. And I can be a little bit emotional at times. Emotionally intelligent people do not act on their negative emotions. Like, have you ever been around an angry person? Not a lot of fun, is it? So when you're having a bad day, don't act on your emotions. Don't do anything stupid. Don't let anyone have it. So first thing, ask yourself, what would an emotionally intelligent parent do? Secondly, don't act on your emotions. Third, especially if you're in a string of bad days, third thing, don't make any significant decisions. Don't make significant decisions. The worst time to make decisions is when you're upset or you're feeling down because your emotions will lead you to decide things that you're going to regret. So just decide that you're not going to do anything dramatic that day, particularly things with like, I will never do that again, or you always, I mean, just stay away from that. So don't make any significant decisions. And then a couple of short-term things you can do. Uh, Number four, number four, divert to accomplish a short-term win. All right, there are days, and that was one of those days where you just don't feel like you're winning at anything. It's just like, I want to go to bed and start over, or I just want to go to bed and get to tomorrow. Um, Chances are, though, that you can accomplish something positive even if you don't feel like it. Um, So sometimes what I'll do is something mundane like cleaning out my inbox or maybe even a closet or just get some routine work done. Empty the dishwasher, um, cut the grass, whatever you need to do. While your head may not be in the right space to slay any big dragons, um, diverting yourself to something more manageable can help you find at least one or two short-term wins and you realize, hey, you know what? At least I got something done. I I find particularly because I'm in ministry, um, often I'll go cut the grass on a bad day because I thought, okay, when I cut the grass, it stays cut, period. So um, that's what I do. Divert to accomplish a short-term win. Um, Grass is a lot more controllable than your children some days. Number five, number five, confide and pray. I mean, this is kind of (laughs) obvious, but it's so true. And this is what I think you should do. If you're having a really bad day, talk to somebody about it. Just tell the right person. See, chances are you're going to want to tell the wrong person and instead talk to a close friend or maybe your spouse appropriately and pray. My prayer on a bad day sometimes is as simple as God. You love these kids or these people more than I do. Get me through this. Help me to see my part in all of this. Now, you know what? That's a pretty decent prayer for a bad day. And naturally, if your bad day is because of conflict with somebody, work through that conflict. Probably best not to do it when you're angry, but do it soon face to face. So confiding and praying, great strategy on a bad day. Last one I want to share. And this one, I mean, particularly if you've got young kids right now, or maybe you stay up till your teenager gets home and they never get home soon enough or whatever, but this is one we cheat all the time as parents and just don't, don't do this. It derails everything. But number six, get a great night's sleep. 
Like, just really sleep and don't dismiss this. See, sleep is so important. If you go to bed early, <laughs> um, you, you'll do a lot better than if you go to bed late, at least if you're like me, and shoot for eight hours. Even if you don't get it, seven hours will make you feel so much better in the morning. And then watch what happens. If you can get a few good nights sleep in a row, watch what happens to your emotions. You know what happens to mine? They get healthier. I'm not as crabby. I'm not as grumpy. I'm not as short-tempered. I'm, I'm more positive in my outlook. And so many people walk through life sleep-deprived that they've forgotten what it feels like to be rested. So you'll be much more positioned to deal with lingering issues when you're well-rested, and chances are any funk that you happen to be in will disappear. So let's do a quick recap. See if any of these resonate for you, because maybe you're in the middle of a bad day right now. Number one. Ask yourself, ha ha ha, what would an emotionally intelligent person do? Number two, don't act on your emotions. Just don't, don't, I know I feel a certain way, doesn't mean I have to do anything about it. So don't act on your emotions. Number three, don't make any significant decisions. Number four, divert to accomplish a short-term win. Clean that closet, empty that dishwasher, cut that grass, whatever you need to do just to kind of, hey, I'm still competent, I can do something. Sometimes little wins pave the way to bigger wins. Number five, confide and pray. Um, talk to a friend, an appropriate friend. Don't go rant about it on Facebook. My kids, blah, 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 but confide an appropriate friend and pray. And then finally, sleep. Even take a nap, get a good night's sleep and do that for a few nights in a row and you will get through a bad day. And being able to get through the crises and back into a good daily rhythm is so important as a parent. And now, hopefully, some of these six strategies can help. Well, thanks for joining us. And until next time, join the conversation online at orangeparents.org. That's orangeparents.org. And in the meantime, I'm already looking forward to our conversation next month on Parent Q Live.